Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Brian, and today is Friday, March 31st, 2023, and this is episode 360 of the Lots Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control. Josh nails it down there in the comments. First off, nobody even saw it. Gingerbread's asking him how. He, he's got that crusty old Marine all, all confused driving that truck, trying to go count on his fingers. He's taking his fucking boots off, trying to count, figure out how it's come full circle. Josh says, show's come full circle. 360 episodes, 360 degrees, it's a full circle. For the slow kids. How's it going, everybody? It's Friday, Friday, Friday. Hope everything is going well. It'll be another episode of Coffee with Brian. We're going to bullshit about some things. Uh, let's see, what do we got to talk about today? I heard some geese and had an interesting um, interesting feeling pop up. Uh, the host walked by last night and made an, a very kind offer. Played around with the drone yesterday and tomorrow's moving day. So we'll talk about the weekend coming up. And before that, we will do the perfect cup question of the day, but um, let's give it a few minutes for people to roll in and get settled in. I appreciate Ryan going to the wiki again, so the wiki nugs for the day. Hey, you'll find out later in April. Um, going to have on Dustin Hawksworth from Fat Nugs Magazine. Maybe we start calling it every morning if Ryan doesn't mind popping those in there. Um I do appreciate the little show prep when I just log on to StreamYard. It's all there at four in the morning. Uh, he hits up the wiki nugs and uh, gives a few highlights of history on today's date. Uh, 1974, American Revolution, Great Britain orders the, por the port of Boston to close. This was the reaction to, the, the, to punish the Bostonians for the previous December 16th tea party. They got their pee-pee slapped uh, four months later. Yeah, you know, takes a while to send the message over the sea that they they teed the bay, they teabagged the bay. Um, two <laughs> two thoughts. Ryan's listening to Mighty Mighty Boston's later today, and um, yeah, drink coffee doesn't cause wars. Oh, it does. I mean, but uh, nineteen eighteen daylight savings time goes into effect. That was the dumbest decision they ever made. Um, uh, well, maybe not the dumbest, but one of them, uh, 1992, the USS Missouri, the last active United States Navy battleship is decommissioned in Long Beach, California. Um, yeah, no, oh, Ryan was confused. He's, he was confused that the last battleship was retired 40 years ago. Uh, and we're, we made the conclusion that, uh, battleships and warships are different terms. They are, uh, a different style. All right. Uh, I get it. Uh, hey, good morning, Martinson family. Good morning, James. Josh, how's it going? Ryan, thanks a lot for throwing those in. Um, oh, God, now they're singing. You spin me round and round. <laughs> Teabag queen. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, how's everybody's week going? It's Friday. It's Friday. Moving along tomorrow, moving along. This has been a nice place to stay. Um, nice big old 
mountain to walk the dogs up. My calves are uh, super sore. My thighs are super sore, but I feel like I got a workout every day going up and down that mountain. We got to afternoon walk yesterday and Corey's like, yeah, we're not going up that. <laughs> it's like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> like you've gone up it twice. Come on. It is a little nerve wracking going up there with the she she takes two dogs uh, on the walk and I can see it being nerve wracking going up and down that hill with 300 pounds pulling or pushing you um, wherever they decide to go. Uh, it is it's it's nerve wracking on level ground. So when you're going on a grade and um, yeah, <laughs> anything out of grade, it's uh Yeah. I can see it not being the most the most appealing thing to do, and it hurts your it hurts your legs by the time you're done. Um, and also, she has to worry about um, Norman deciding to turn into a bowling ball uh, trip and roll down the hill and take them out. So we shuffle back and forth. Sometimes I'm in front, sometimes I'm back. Usually, I'm behind with uh, with Norman, and uh, we just kind of lag behind when we go for a walk but uh, all of a sudden when we we're coming down the hill the other day she's like i want you to go ahead and i'm like i know why <laughs> norman likes to trip uh, yeah 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 josh says don't believe anything you hear the next few days yeah i um uh, i'm not gonna spill the beans but uh might tease it a little bit you might have to go bug him to find out what's going on but uh, josh got some exciting news um yesterday that he shared with me and congratulations man congratulations well-deserved. Well-deserved. James says just downshift. Yeah, downshift the old fucking St. Bernard. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, we're hitting six minutes. Let's hit that perfect cup question of the day. Get that out of the way for Friday. It's a good one today. It's a good one. Good morning, Robin. Diving in right before the perfect cup. Um, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. All right, it's time for the 45th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram group. That's t.me slash lots chat. Just type in your browser t.me slash lots chat or download the Telegram app on your phone. It's a great little app. Find me lots chat and join the conversation. Got a great bunch of people. I throw the question out there the day before we discuss it. I put put in uh, put in my notes some of the answers to the question, but there is much more in depth conversation going on there. I've also started putting it on all my social medias, uh, in print and soon in video. So check it out there. Leave a comment. Get your answer heard, and then we'll talk about it the next day. So be sure to join into the show the next day. Martinson family. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, the question of the day today is, what impact do you want to leave on the world? What impact do you want to leave on the world? It's an interesting question. Um, I mean, you can go a lot of different ways with it. Uh, when I hear that, the first thing that I've kind of set out to do uh, is... I don't necessarily know if the word is inspire people <sighs> to make people question things or make, make people think. I don't really want to convince anybody of anything, but I'd really like them to convince themselves of things um, or at least explore the opportunities. So if I can put that out there in while I'm here, uh, fantastic. You can continue that discussion with them. You can prompt uh, prompt ideas or or thoughts. Uh, but if I can put that out there 
after I'm gone. Uh, we've talked a lot about this on different shows. I think on the after party, we talked about it. Um, I've talked about it with some, some people on interviews. I know I've talked about it in my private life is with, with social media, with the internet, with things like YouTube and now moving into blockchain, um, you can leave a body of work. You can leave something for someone to see and possibly be inspired. Um, you can leave something to show people maybe how to do something that they didn't know how to do or um, a way that you thought or just just memories of you long after anybody that knew you is gone. Um, any of you that are content creators or um, you had a Facebook page or a Twitter or anything that there's a record out there, unless it gets scrubbed somehow and then, you know, whatever. But if you put it out there, it's there for someone to consume. And that sticks around long after you. Uh, I watch dead people's videos all the time. I mean, did what impact did they make on the world? They, they have things that now I can reference. It's the same as when people wrote books. They left them. Is that the ultimate legacy is to live beyond your years with information and, and ideas or um, being able to stimulate thought? Like Josh put it in the comments, I want to make people think. That, number one, really, um, I, it's overplayed, but question everything. Have a have a have an original thought. Stop and think and realize what. Just give it a minute. Just give it a minute and think about things. Don't just fly through. That is one thing. Yes, definitely, definitely making people think and um, yeah, leaving that body of work for people to see after the fact. Uh, had some decent decent comments over right away in the Telegram group. Didn't see much across other socials. So if you're listening to this and you're on any of the others like Facebook, Twitter, um, Noster, uh, where else do I put it? LinkedIn, MeWe. Uh, be sure to check it out and comment and get those get those algorithms going. Hey, this is worth showing people because people are commenting on it. That's weird. Uh, but anyway, in the Telegram group, we did have a really good discussion about it. Sean uh, threw out there that he'd like to return things in better condition than when he borrowed them. Um, Josh says, and I like the way he put this, he says, uh, I'd like to plant a few seeds, both literally and figuratively, before I fertilize the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, are you, um, are you guys, uh, this might have to be a question of the day later, but uh, buried or cremated? which makes better fertilizer. <laughs> uh, Chris Dixon, Chris Dixon shared that he is trying to leave four decent adults that aren't a strain on society and my space, just a little more beautiful than I found it. I think that's a reasonable goal. Definitely. Definitely. And he's done a great job from, as far as I can tell from, from what he says about those four adults that he's trying to leave, he's done his job. So now he's all he's got to do is uh, is make the world a more 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 beautiful place. And um, from from seeing his social media, he is doing just that. So I appreciate you, Chris. I appreciate all your interaction. Um, Ryan Ryan Pippen left a left a novel 
um, over there. I think he might have been on break enjoying some salad. But uh, he tells he told a great story. I'm, I can't read the whole thing here or we would be well over 10 minutes uh, into 20 minutes. But he talked about uh, some things that he's already impacted people's lives uh, where he has influenced children and coworkers. Um, simple things, just being consistent and doing things that made sense. Uh, growing a little uh, office garden or um, letting letting a girl play on whiteboard that uh, came to work and things like that. <laughs> he says in the comments here, a mild rant, carry on. No, it was good. It was good. It was very, it, it was very thoughtful and very, it, it exposed that just doing the little things can leave, leave a huge impact. Uh, they had a little office garden in the middle of a table and had some lettuce and stuff in it. And now uh coworker, Co-worker, co-worker's daughter, I believe, uh, if I read it right, uh, started a little garden because of it. Uh, little girl can draw pretty damn well now because he let her have uh, have space on the whiteboard to mess around and get interested in art. Things like that. Uh, people questioning, hearing his voice over and over in their head when they're not at work. His co-workers, um, him motivating them on days that they're not even around. And that says a lot about his personality. And it says a lot about the way people look at him and get things done. Like he, he, he's, he proves he walks the walk. He just doesn't talk it. He walks it and people see that and recognize that and want to follow. So, Hey, good on you, Ryan. I, I really appreciate it. Let's, let's hit the comments here. Martinson family says, I want our children to be good people. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Ryan says, I don't get it. I'm an asshole. Well, that's indifferent. Your personality, your personality is, um, <laughs> that's, that's one thing. I don't know. Uh, but the proof is there. The proof is there. You're, you're a go-getter. Um, you're posting in my chat all the time about the stuff you're accomplishing. People see that people want to emulate that. They learn from it. Even when they don't recognize they learn from it, they, they see it and subconsciously, adapt you said you didn't know why that that woman heard your voice in her head on sunday morning when she wanted to sleep in it's because she knows she's trying to live up to your standard and what you would be doing you would be up putting wiki nugs on a uh, on a podcast at four in the morning when it doesn't start till six good on you ryan good on you appreciate it um freedom media corp says i put a lot of big beautiful rottweilers in the world yeah how are those puppies doing Corey, Corey's mad at me every day when I get done on my show. She's like, you asked about the puppies again. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, what kind of impact do you want to leave on the world? Leave it, uh, leave it in your head for the weekend and think about it. Is your weekend off? Do you work all weekend? But maybe you got some time to ponder it. And if it's not on the course of what you want to leave right now, Maybe consider uh, figuring out how to get on that course because it's not hard to leave something impactful. You just have to have maybe a purpose to do it and an intention to do it and just be a decent person and uh, yeah, figure it out, figure out what you want to leave. And with that, it's been another week and another edition of the Perfect Cup daily podcast where we ask a question and discuss the answer of the community and my thoughts. 
I appreciate everybody pitching in. And uh, yeah, you can always find us at theperfectcup.shop or thelotsproject.com where you can find all sorts of air-roasted coffee, coffee merchandise, and all, all sorts of other products that help the Lots Project. So appreciate you listening. And now back to the main show. Gingerbread. Gingerbread says uh, he got that new Husky. Thought that 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 was going to be a good idea in a semi-truck. I guess it's not semi-truck. I guess it is. I guess that's what you call. But he's got the... uh, It's nine weeks old. Is that what we said yesterday? Nine weeks old. Um, Yeah, it shit in his truck three times yesterday. Oh man. Oh man. You shouldn't be blushing. You're just a, you're a stand up dude. I see all sorts of shit that you're doing all the time. So yeah, good on you, man. I, I, yeah, I'm glad to have you around. You, you motivate me. You confuse the shit out of me with the duck thing. Cause I haven't really, um, I haven't really wrapped my head around the whole concept, but, uh, Hey, Jeep people are weird. <laughs> Oh, anyway, let's get to the topics here today. Uh, last yesterday, I was out with the dogs. I was up on the top of the mountain, uh, walking along, and I heard a Canada goose. I heard a Canada goose. Weird. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> you used to hunt them. They lived behind your house. Um, you've heard them a million times. You used to call them. I have calls in the bedroom. I can call Canada geese. Um, why was it weird? Other than the random one we heard in Texas every once in a while flying around, we actually I actually heard more snow geese down there than uh, than Canada geese all winter. Uh, hadn't really heard any, uh, and I was up on that hill, and it was more than one. It was a small flock of them, and I was able to spot them through the trees. But I got this, I got this feeling. So here we are, March. Maybe a couple more weeks. Well, no, some years, Corey's saying no later. Um, there were there were a couple years they showed up really early and we were surprised and it turned out they were right. Um, but this time of year or in the next few weeks, we would be standing out in the driveway because, you know, it's Minnesota and it'd be like 40 degrees and sunny and we'd be out there in T-shirts and, uh, and tank tops. <coughs> um, and you'd hear the geese or you'd be down in the barn cleaning out the cleaning out the rabbits from the year before or the winter over the winter uh it's thawed out enough or the chicken coop trying to muck that out over the deep litter from the winter and you'd hear a flock of geese and like i said we had a pond on the back side of our property the settlement ponds for the the city and they loved them they loved them and we gave them safe harbor back there we didn't mess around with them uh we hunted them once or twice a year so they were very comfortable they came back every year i'd hear the geese and it was spring. I didn't care how many times it got warm in February and got cold again, or March and got cold again. April, warm up, get cold again. When the geese showed up, it never got cold again. We would get snowstorms. We would get bombed with snow, but it didn't get cold again. So the Canada goose flying around honking away was a sign of spring to me and yesterday when i was up on the top of that mountain just kind of zoning out and man walking that mountain 
really clears your head and makes you want to think about shit. I was just law walking along in my own world and and that that honk just went off and they were talking to each other and like I've I've dug into this as being a, a former and current I guess I don't do it anymore actively but a goose hunter learns when you learn to call um depending on who you learn from you get to experience what the calls mean does it mean is it meaning is it dominance is it territorial whatever um is it just a a lot of times they will just communicate from the ground to the sky um with passing birds so there's different sounds there's different noises and as i heard them communicating as they're flying in the air i just got this overwhelming feeling that it's spring and i'm like wait it's fucking 70 uh, but weird it was just like it it's one of those feelings that got ingrained in you that you look forward to every year that first goose you heard meant it's not gonna get cold again that's it i mean it would maybe go below freezing like i said snowstorms but it never got that bitter winter cold you knew winter was over when the geese showed up it was great i loved it i was one of the one of the animals i watched very closely on our property and was able to Again, in the inverse, when they took off in the fall, <laughs> get ready, buckle up. They stayed around quite a while. And when they left, it was time to get cold. So find those local birds in your area, those migrators. I guess they're not locals. They're migrators. Uh, find those migrating birds and watch them. Watch them for a year. Write it down. Observe them. See what happens. See what happens. So. That was kind of cool yesterday. That was that was uh, that was a little treat uh, trip down uh, memory lane. Uh, Josh says that was just a Canadian weather balloon. Tim and Chris launched it to scout for properties south of the border. Blame Canada. Oh man, full <laughs> nice. Oh, it's been such a good morning, guys. It's a good morning. Um, what else we got going on? Yesterday I was standing outside, so we had some storms rolling through last night. Uh, luckily they all went north of us. I think, um, we still have some rain coming today, but it didn't look like anything super significant. It sounds like they got the, the storms that we were supposed to get last night, uh, are supposed to bomb in on Illinois and, um, Eastern Arkansas today with tornadoes and all sorts of fun stuff. So it was, I mean, watching it come on the, on the radar, it wasn't quite to Arkansas. It was coming across Texas. And we were like, it's it's pretty significant. But Corey and I have had many discussions about this. We lived in tornado world up in Minnesota. Um, she grew up in it. And uh, we really basically came to the conclusion that, hey, it happens. It happens. Um, the statistical anomaly or the statistical chance that a tornado would hit you in your house as much as we're prepared, and yes, I understand you don't want to die. Um, you don't want to be in the path of something like that. And it's devastating when it happens. But mm, if you look at the square footage or square miles the tornado actually hits compared to all of the, the land and the surrounding areas, there is... A, a small chance, a small chance that your house is going to get hit. 
Um, I know it happens. Obviously, we see it on the news. Mississippi just got smoked by a bunch of them. Um, it happens. Things blow up. But I have to figure. Uh, I have to figure the fact that now I'm mobile, and now I'm moving around, and the the odds, the statistical odds that I am going to be hit by a tornado. It is what it is. If it happens, it, it happens. Uh, we've we've kind of uh, moved our life to a it is what it is kind of model and going with it. Um, and things have been happening. Things have been happening positive and negative, but it kind of is what it is. I'm, I'm not going I can't pack my trailer up every time there's a tornado warning um, and I don't want to do it in the middle of a tornado warning. So what do you do? Do we maybe get in the truck and hope it doesn't hit the camper? secure ourselves in the truck um it is what it is depends on where we're at what we have access to where we can go uh but yesterday we're standing outside and the storms are rolling kind of getting close the owners were out for an early walk instead of in the dark last night they were out for a walk before the rain and they stopped and they said hey uh some big storms rolling in if you guys feel uncomfortable you need to get inside or uh shelter uh just come knock on the door and you're welcome you're welcome to come in I was like, that's pretty nice. Pretty nice. Never expect it. Never, never, um, never expect it. I would never count on that. Uh, I think we just, we kind of roll with it. It's part of it. It's part of transitioning to this life. We thought about it before we left. Uh, we thought about it the first time we had tornado warnings in Minnesota when we were parked in the driveway and we were in the camper already. It's, it's a tough decision to make. And it, it sounds like, you know, we're being, we're being just kind of ignoring it. But on the other hand, what can I really do about it? It's part of the decision. It's the same as, it's the same as getting rid of all the freezers when there might be uh, meat, meat shortages or a grocery store shut down or whatever. Um, you give up that security uh, for the adventure. Oh, yeah, guys, if you're listening to this on Friday morning before 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, be sure to jump on uh, Holstein House uh, YouTube channel. She's going to be giving away giving away a bunch of stuff for her 50th episode. So congratulations, Robin, on your 50th episode. I'm going to try to jump in. Uh, yeah, that's going to be right before a meeting I have today. So hopefully I can jump in and listen and uh, and maybe win something. I don't need any more stuff, though. That's the problem. I like to participate, but I don't need any more stuff. Josh says, I can I can camp next to a storm shelter all spring. Sure could if I had one or somebody let me um, somebody let me use theirs. Um, I could be scared. Or roll with it, roll with it. I was that asshole that would would have gotten the great tornado video standing out in my yard, um, watching it roll through the backyard. Corey is very, very conservative when it came to tornadoes. Um, that shit blipped up. We were, and I understand we had the big dogs to take care of, uh, even back to when we had our shepherds, we didn't want them running around, uh, if something happens. So it was a chore to get them down in our basement. Uh, they didn't want to go down there. They didn't like it down there. The steps were kind of awkward to get down there and they just, the Bernards and the German shepherd didn't like going down the steps. So it was a struggle to do, and you really didn't want to do it in the pouring rain and this and that. So we spent lots of time in the basement. Um, yeah, it is what it is. I used to like to stand out and watch the storm. I stood outside of our apartment in Minnesota in the parking lot 
and watch these bubble clouds fall out of the sky. Um, it was pretty fucking sweet. Corey was actually out there with me that day. I remember uh, the sky was just unreal. Uh, it looked like big, uh, big raindrop clouds coming out of the bottom. The whole bottom of the cloud was like, it looked like it was dripping out. And then after it passed, ended up turning and forming a funnel cloud out of it down quite a ways away but as that clouds and storm system came over it looked like these huge drops were dripping out of the sky and everybody was out like we thought it was the apocalypse it was crazy uh gingerbread says ground acres and tie downs yeah i thought about that but my trailer would be gone and the frame would be there okay i don't know tie down the truck i guess throwing anchors and strap the truck down to spend the evening in the truck that's an option i mean the truck is set up for us to live in if if something happens to our trailer um so yeah oh yeah robin says she used to watch storms when lived in colleen texas yeah storm watching storms is um it, yeah it's fun but it gets nerve-wracking Corey, Corey had drilled into her from a very, very, very young age. And she had some experiences up at their cabin with some straight line winds in a in a mobile home uh, that they had for a cabin that was right on the edge of a hill. Uh, she told me about that story. And I said, well, I can understand why you're a little nervous about uh, about severe weather. Uh, she also had a very, very hesitant, overprotective parents when they were kids. Um, yeah, I get it. I get it. That's what was drilled into your head in Minnesota from the time you were a baby is be sky aware, be get in shelter. And I get it. I drove through, I drove through a town literally it was within an hour. Wasn't it? We were heading to the cabin one weekend um, and we were going up highway 10 in 10 up there. Right? Yeah. Highway 10 in uh, up through Wadena, Minnesota on the way to the cabin and um within an hour of us getting there before we got there a tornado went straight through the town straight over the highway and was gone everything in the town was dark so we had driven this hundreds of times hundreds of times when you came into wadena there were street lights it was kind of like uh, a two-lane highway that kind of ran in through a town you slow down and then you pick back up but the town was a decent size there were multiple stoplights um and street lights and businesses and all of this we were rolling up to um we we're rolling into wadena and there were no lights except emergency lights and spotlights and yellow lights and cops and fire trucks and we're like what the hell happened? We knew it was pretty bad storms and the traffic's backed up a little bit. There wasn't a whole lot of people out. And as we're rolling through, you could catch the sights of what it had transpired in the lights of the emergency vehicles. So we would, we just saw, um, and there was, that was an F3. It was, it was a significant tornado. F3 um, had touched down and completely went from one side of the town to the other and we drove, the highway went right through the middle of town. So as you walk, as you looked, you could see down streets um, where there were lights flashing and it was dark and cloudy and, and no moon, no, no lights except the emergency lights. So you really couldn't get a grasp, but it looked like a war zone um, because of the flashing lights. And you're looking around, you could tell houses were gone, like walls were gone from houses, buildings were completely crushed. Um, it was crazy. 
her parents came up behind us. It was a little more cleared out. They saw a little bit more and decided the next day they were driving. Oh, it was a half hour, 45 minutes back from the cabin with chainsaws to help clean up. They didn't know if they needed any help, um, but that's just what you did in Minnesota. You went helped. Um, and when we drove back at the end of the weekend and drove through there in the light, holy shit. I was like, damn, damn. Um, I would have stopped on the way up and saw if there was anything I could do if I could see it in the light the way it looked on the way back. It was bad. It was it was crazy. It was like a strip just straight through like you could you're driving and you looked and you looked and it was just and then you went like a quarter mile more and everything was fine. It's crazy. It's crazy to watch them rebuild was interesting, too, because we would continually go up every weekend, every other weekend and drive through there. But anyway, seen it, seen it firsthand what it can do. It's it's uh, it's definitely a strong force. Ah, uh, so that was nice of them to uh, offer us to come into the house. I, I, uh, I think that's really cool that the landowners did that and they stopped by intentionally letting us know. Um, what else? I was flying the drone yesterday. I was getting a little footage of the campsite to um, put together my my review next week, and uh, had some interesting experiences with it. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier this week that I had a three hundred foot cap on the drone i went to go up and it just stopped i put it up i was just kind of checking out the area a little bit uh went up whoop, done won't go any higher like wait what trying to get it it's maxed out the thing's beeping at me going max maximum altitude for this area achieved and i'm like some bitch there must be a little airport or something around Whatever, I put it back down that day. We were doing other stuff, and uh, I was going to get film or video later in the week. And so yesterday was uh, probably the last day that I was going to be able to do it. It's supposed to be rainy and windy today, and so I went out and I put it up and then started getting the film around the or the video around the the camper and kind of going out and expanding and went to go get the property. I wanted to do a fly in of the driveway and uh, a pretty cool shot that I thought I could get. And I went to fly it out over the road and it fucking like hit a fence. It was like it literally hit a fence. Um, I, It's like a remote control, just like a remote control car. So I'm pushing the forward. It's flying forward. It gets to the edge of the road and it just starts going sideways. Like it hit a wall. I'm like, what the hell? What's going on? And I'm like thinking it's the controller. And I'm like, oh, uh, so I back it up fly it sideways, make sure forward, side, back, they all work up, down. And then, so, and then I go to fly to the road and I was going to turn around, fly back in the driveway and it hit the wall, hit the edge of the road and it just stopped and just goes sideways. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's a national forest behind their property. So the property owners told me they own the, this hill behind us that we've been walking up. And then on the other side of that hill, the national forest starts. I'm pretty sure I can't fly in a national forest and I think they have the fucking border wrong. Or maybe there's a buffer, a buffer amount in between uh, the edge of the forest. But uh, yeah, I, I could fly it right down the edge of the road just by hitting forward. It wouldn't let it fly any for, more forward and it just stayed right on that edge. So I don't know. I got some decent video. I took it back in, just, just messed around a little bit, but I was like, really, really? 
I know there's a mechanism you can get permission to fly there or I can hack the drone or this or that. It's just not worth it at this point. It's just not worth it. Area 51. God, I hope not. I've been walking through it. <laughs> I did. I did. That is on my notes uh, last night or yesterday when I was walking them in the morning. I was walking Clyde way up on the top of the mountain. And uh, I've been... Um, it might be an elevation thing. I don't know. I'm not sure. I didn't try to go up. I was just not messing with it anymore. Once I figured out that it kept stopping at the edge of the road and that was the border, I just, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I read something about national forests and stuff that, uh, that you can't use them. You have to get permission or clearance or something, whatever. Not that important. I'm just using them for filler videos and uh, cool shots to show the, show the, campground at this time i'm not uh i'm not trying to be a, a drone filmmaker by any means so it is what it is um but anyway we were walking up the path yesterday and for quite a while i've been getting warnings as we've been traveling um traveling to new places we've been concerned about well one of us has been concerned a lot about snakes um i saw one i saw a big old one down in florida um but uh Corey, Corey is not a fan of snakes. She's like I said, with tornadoes, she she's afraid of tornadoes and afraid of snakes. And it's because she lived in Minnesota and they didn't have any venomous snakes. She wasn't worried about it. Um, as we started tra traveling, she got nervous about alligators. Um, I think she she's calmed down on the alligators a little bit now that we're not in the south. Oh, she's good with black bears. She don't give a shit about black bears, grizzly bears, whatever. Bah, they're fine. But alligators, alligators are an extreme threat to my wife. So, <laughs> Josh, Josh wants to know how how high I was with with the drone. <laughs> uh, oh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Gingerbread says, anchor in the front and the back, run the cable through the front anchor, underneath the truck, through the rear anchor, to the hitch, and winch down the truck and load the suspension. That's a fantastic idea. Um, when we were in uh, our last place, um, I saw a snake in Florida. <laughs> you said you saw a snake. Oh, I was in Texas. <laughs> anyway, um, when I was at our last campsite, the 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 um, property owner is in construction, and he was showing me some cool spin-in ground anchors. Um, yeah, which would have been doable with, uh, I guess, I guess some some of the spin-ins that he showed me, and some aircraft cable could probably be doable i could probably get it all in like a duffel bag kit and um go through the motions if it's if it's uh a, a need i would have to get a winch installed on the truck and a winch on the truck wouldn't be a bad idea since we fucking get struck all or stuck all the time we could have our own little tornado shelter interesting interesting yeah josh sorry sorry i didn't go to florida this year <laughs> I did tell Corey a story about a snake in Florida when I was a kid um, a few days ago. That's probably what I was thinking about. But anyway, the 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 moral of the story of the snakes is we've been concerned. They've been on our radar. They've been on my radar radar because they've been on her radar. Um, and from everything we've learned, 
Um, you, everything we've learned about snakes is the ones you don't want to fuck with. You can kind of smell. Um, I've heard everything from a cucumber smell to a musty. It's not an earthquake, guys. It's not a tornado. It's just Norman itching his face. Um, I've heard different smells, uh, and yesterday it was weird. We were walking along up in the, up in the, in the forest here and I don't smell the best and it's allergy season around here. I smoked for a long, long, long time. Um, I can still smell like I can smell things, but it's not, I don't have the keen sense of smell that I used to when I was a kid. Um, and we were walking along and holy shit, I smelled something weird. I couldn't place the smell. I couldn't recognize it as anything that had been described to me as a snake, but my senses went like, woo, spidey senses on for sure. And Clyde too. Clyde was walking with me and I smelled it and I kind of started looking around and my eyes popped open and I was looking at the trail and look at the edges of the trail where we were headed. I kind of turned and looked behind me and I looked down at Clyde and he's just like, totally like what is that i don't know what was around when we came back through the smell was gone hmm i don't know i don't know maybe i had a had another nature encounter like i did in florida or texas (laughs) oh yeah so that was interesting that's interesting i don't mind seeing nature i don't mind as long as they do their thing and i do my thing and i can control the dog the dogs are the things that worry me the most with unknowns with the snakes with the other um (laughs) freedom media carp says you don't smell the best well i don't do i don't either i don't smell the best either anymore um so yeah i can't i can't can't use my nose as good and i i offend other people's noses a little uh depending if i plan on being in public or not <laughs> if i plan on being public i try to uh, not smell but there was uh um <laughs> there was a <laughs> there was a day i went over to josh's to work and uh, we were kind of in a water it was in the hole um couldn't get out of the campground and was having to transfer water or it might have been in the cold snap where we were doing buckets and didn't have running water but i got over to the shop and i walked in and i uh and i was like oh man i i fucking stink i literally walked into the shop and it's this little box what is that is that like a 15 by 15 room josh <laughs> um i walked in and i go Dude, I'm sorry, but I fucking stink. <laughs> I don't know. I can't help you. Um, I, I know you got hot water over there. Maybe I could jump in the sink and take a shower. <laughs> but yeah, it is what it is. I got to get some magnesium spray. <laughs> he never kicked me out of the shop. <laughs> Just as one day, 16 by 16 sealed. I was close. 16 by 16 highly insulated and sealed (laughs) i would walk in and i'd be like sorry sorry didn't fill the water before work i gotta do it after so i couldn't take a shower (laughs) it was it was a little warm last night i might have sweat in my sleep (laughs) oh man the changes the changes 
uh, you get more comfortable with yourself as you uh, as you experience this. But anyway, anyway, moving day this weekend. Easy moving day. Corey is super excited. We're driving only 111 miles, I think. And that means she does not have to face her nemesis on the drive. Uh, Corey's nemesis is gas stations. She hates them. I hate them, too. I hate trying to find them and uh, let her lead her to one that she feels comfortable in. I do good. I try. Um, I, I, I try to look at them and then grab a satellite view and make sure there's enough room for her to get in and out and all this stuff. Um, but yeah, gas stations are tough, um, especially with uh, a gas truck. And on the gas side, when I talked to Veronica Wolf, uh, when we did when we did her interview with her and their their nomads full time, they have a diesel truck um, and they use the truck lanes, which sounds a lot better. But we did weigh those options when we decided with the gas truck and um, we went with gas. So we got to deal with it. Uh, Some some gas stations are way better than others. Some gas stations are impossible. Um, and some you, um, some, yeah, you just roll by, you're just like, uh, uh-uh, can't do it. Can't do it. And so that means we start looking for gas at like a quarter of a tank or more, uh, just in case, just in case. And we started that practice out in Montana where you just got gas anytime you saw a gas station, <laughs> but those were mostly wide open. We did find that Texas had a lot of nice gas stations to pull into. I think it's because of a lot of big trucks and uh, horse trailers and things like that. Uh, But yeah, you get into the mountains up here, you get into Tennessee and holy shit, trying to find some gas station sometime with a rig our size. Not good. Josh says, I didn't smell any worse than gutting an old boar, but nobody else hung out and bugged us much that day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was trying to do us a favor. I knew you could handle it. You smelled some really crappy stuff. Um, And yeah, just when somebody would walk in there, they'd be like, yeah, I don't think we're going to hang out in here too long. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Excuse me. Anyway, coming up on 50 minutes here, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Item of the day today is the Rexine dash cam that I installed in the truck to get some footage of uh, of while we're driving and also as an insurance policy. I mean, something happens, you get it on camera and at least you have proof. At least you have proof. Um, Yeah, it was easy to install. It gets good video. Uh, You can control it from your phone. You can view it from your phone. You can pull it up. You can take screenshots while you're driving on, well, while you're riding. Don't do it while you're driving. Never use your phone while you're driving, folks. Uh, but yeah, easy to install. I have a video on the on the YouTube channel that shows the installation, how easy it is. Uh, I definitely recommend it. It was cheap. Uh, I think it was 100 bucks or so. And so check that out. Link is in the video description or the audio notes. Even if you don't need a dash cam, your car came with one or you don't even want one at all, uh, please click that click that link if you got to shop at Amazon today. Anything you buy after clicking that link gets in our tracking. It's an easy way to help support us. Another thing that we fired up that's an easy way to support the Lost Project is the Cemetery Explorers Club. Uh, I've taken to uh, exploring cemeteries over the last five months or so and uh, documenting them. I have rolled out a special club that uh, for less than a price of a cup of coffee each month, 
you can get a custom newsletter each week describing the cemetery that I visited, um, some insight, extra bonus footage, interaction, things like that. Five bucks a month. It's not bad. You can check it out at thelostproject.com. Up on the top tab, you will see Explorers Club. It lays it all out. And as, as I can grow that membership, I am going to roll out the restoration fund uh, where I'm going to try to help re restore some much needed work to uh, some broken headstones as I travel along. Uh, I don't have the skill to do it, but if I have the funds, I can take the time and find the people that do know how to make it work. So, so yes, yes. Hey, it's another week, another week. Going to still be in Arkansas next week. I'm going to wrap up uh, the the editing from last week and uh, and get that posted up hopefully today, tomorrow, over the weekend, if not early into the next week, and get editing on this week's stuff as we move along. That's kind of going to be the schedule. A um, couple weeks delayed on everything. So hope you enjoyed the show today. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy it and uh, make it a good one. Make it productive. Hang out uh, Sunday. Keep an eye out for the perfect cup question of the day for Monday. I will wait and post it there so it doesn't get buried in all the weekend nonsense. But anyway, check us out at thelotsproject.com on Telegram. Or you can always find us at thelostproject.com, Twitch, Telegram, YouTube, Odyssey, Rumble, Gab, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Fountain.fm, and all the other podcast 2.0 value for value exchange podcast players. Guys, have a great weekend. We're going to travel across the... Uh, across Arkansas and we will catch up with you on Monday.